Hey everybody, welcome to Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. I really want to thank you for listening. If you feel compelled to do so, make sure you subscribe, uh, leave a review, comment, share, whatever you feel like doing. Help me out trying to grow this podcast, trying to continuously deliver value. A couple of things before we get into the show, check out the links in the show notes to my CRA Academy, my CRC Academy, both of them doing very well as far as getting people jobs in the marketplace. Check those out. Also, if you need help getting studies for your site or anything else, or even launching a site, basically any help for your site, we have a low monthly fee consulting service where we have helped many clients become and continue to be successful site owners through our background efforts of business development and support staff. Text me 949-415-6256. Please check out the links in the show notes as well for the book, The Comprehensive Guide to Clinical Research. It's been selling really well, getting very well received by the community. Thank you guys so much for that. Also check out the YouTube member page. Join this channel to get perks. That's my YouTube uh, membership. It's 10 bucks a month. You get a monthly mastermind exclusively. It's a Zoom call every month with other YouTube members. Uh, You also get weekly videos exclusive to the YouTube members on how to use social media to improve your opportunities in life sciences. So check that out. Really means a lot to me. And thank you so much again for listening. And for your office, it's just to be paper or like where you keep like you know the coordinators and desk work and office yeah monitors 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 and bring everything to them monitors the hard part because if we start getting like we have four studies now but we're gonna have seven Mm -hmm. they're gonna want to start coming like even if you're only enrolling in five of them Mm -hmm. that's five monitors six eight weeks Yeah. yeah so and we can't put them in our current room. I mean, we were showing the attic. We can do that. Mm-hmm. So we're here with Anna and Alexandria, and they have a startup research clinic. What's it called? Oak? Something? One of a kind clinical research One center. of a kind. So one oak for sure. Oh, that's what one yeah. oak is. Yeah. Clever, right? Ah, <laughs> one of a kind. Okay. And where are you guys located? Paradise Valley, Arizona. That's right behind Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. And they came all the way down here to Yuma to tour and we're gonna hopefully uh, network, share studies, Mm -hmm. things like that. So tell us a little bit about your background, like both of you guys. Okay, so uh, I've worked in research for 11 years-ish, we're going on 11 years I think. Um, Started off in psych research and then got as far as I could being a coordinator back in the day. You had to be a nurse to be a coordinator, so much nursing school. But in Arizona, in Phoenix the whole time? Uh, yeah, this was in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And then went to nursing school, did some critical care nursing, and then just We got probably did a bunch of the same studies then, because I started in psych. Yeah, I was, what year was did that? Clear, the CLEAR study with AstraZeneca? Oh, I don't even remember. I think the time has elapsed enough to say it, the CLEARs, yeah. and then um, there was a- We did a lot of AstraZeneca trials back then in okay. Santa Fe. We probably did some of the same studies. Probably, yeah. I remember that Santa Fe one too. There was a schizophrenia. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. It was schizophrenia mm. for Sanofi. Yep, yep, yep. Um, anyways, did that. Went to nursing school. Did some critical care nursing, and then research just sucked me right back in. 
Mm -hmm. And so now we were at Dr. Manning's site for allergy, asthma, immunology, um, ultra rare disease. And that's how I met you. Oh, you were working together. Yeah. yeah. So why did you decide to do your own site? Well. Because it's not easy. Yeah. People think it's easy. It's not easy. And I no. try to convince people not to do it. <laughs> Every day we have a phone call with somebody who wants to start a site. And then you turn them away. <laughs> yeah. I try to, but mm -hmm. if they still want to, then I'm like, all right, it's, you know, they have a chance maybe. But it's tough, right? It is. It's, oh, yeah. It's yeah. definitely challenging. And it, it pulls on the heartstrings a bit sometimes too. It's different than just coordinating because you have all the, the IT work and the HR mm -hmm. stuff you have to worry about and all these things that I think I spent two days trying to get a printer to work the other day because there's no IT department to call. Like, oh, who should I call? Myself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you don't have all that support system for mm -hmm. the silly little things that you don't even think about on a day to day. That's Learning true. how to run the business part. She set up a scanner. Yeah. For her first day. And you were probably like, this isn't what I went to school for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Half the things that we do aren't things that we went to school yeah. for as a starting a new business. So we started around the same time then. Like when I moved out here, it was like end of July. Mm -hmm. And then we started getting our first S SV was October. And then we started, we got activated in December for that, or November, December for that study. Yeah. The very like difficult study mm -hmm. that we still haven't screened or randomized anyone yet. Right. Um, but now that first study is the hardest to get, then it gets easier. What was your guys' experience with that? Well, the first study that we got was a ultra rare disease study in HAE. Uh, so it's very low enrolling, not a high volume or high paying study, but you got to take what you can get, right? But we did very well in it, and that opened the doors for the next study with that same sponsor. Is that the, the one next you went to Paris for? Yeah. Well, that we hope to go. Yeah, I think <laughs> <laughs> just to go to Paris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing that wow. really helped was. The site that we came from also mm -hmm. did this rare disease, and so there was a lot of patient connections we built, and those patients are very attached to their coordinators and their care team. So there were ones that when we left, it was hard to get them to want to stay in research because they wanted to only see their same coordinators, not see anybody new. Mm -hmm. And it also meant, though, that when we started all these new studies, we had all these patients calling saying, I heard you left. What are you doing now? And we're like, oh, actually, we have a study you could do. And so it made it a lot easier than having to build your own database of patients. And that same PI is our PI as well. Yeah. yeah. So he decided to work uh, with us yeah. at the second site as we, well uh, as the site that we left. We quit and then he loved us that much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So did you guys know that you wanted to be like business owners? Oh gosh. It's, well, you want to, you want to tell them how the the concept all happened yeah so we we really wanted to grow i was fresh out of college doing this and anna was in charge of the site and we just both had a dream of getting bigger growing building a second site mm -hmm. so the dream was that she was building me up to be a site manager for the second site that she'd open or for you the had clinic it all planned out yes yeah, she did all <laughs> this research of this we're going to open a second site this is the person i want to run it Everything's ready to go. I was happy because I was in a position where I had growth opportunity. And then with COVID and new hires and all this stuff happening in the clinic, and it just didn't happen. It was not pushed as this is our, the goal wasn't shared amongst everyone. Some people wanted to focus more on the clinic and other Less people research, research, and it just wasn't coming to us because there wasn't as many people who had that same dream. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, well, I need to grow. I can't just stay a coordinator forever. I'm 
What's the worst that can happen? You could have been a CRA or anything with your background. I could have. So I came to Anna and I was like, I need somewhere to grow. Whether that's here or somewhere else, I can't do this forever. Most people would say, okay, I'm going to be a CRA. Yeah, and I I thought about that. I have an engineering background, so I thought about going back in engineering. And when I came to Anna to talk to her about it, because I wanted to be honest of, you know, I don't want to just drop off the face of the earth and leave you guys hanging there without a coordinator, but these uh-huh. are my needs. And mm-hmm. she was like, well, you know, I kind of am feeling the same way. I want to grow too. So we're like, well, what if we did it ourselves? Yeah, what if we just do this by ourselves? Yeah. She said it and she was like, would you want to do it with me though? Because I don't want to do it alone. Yeah. I and I was like, alone. well, let's so do Anna some research. Wow. Yeah. Well, I was trying to grow within that site. We were trying to make that site more profitable and bigger and whatnot. And we just, they just weren't looking in the same direction. Yeah. So this was that the opportunity. Yeah. yeah. And then we ended up starting our own. And then uh, we let our PI know that this is what we were doing. Couple days later, we talked again, and he was like, "Well, let's do this. Can I do this too?" Yeah. So now he gets the same benefits as if we were to have opened that site under him, um, with no risks. This yeah. Time. So he didn't so have we to take do all that investment, risk. but he still gets to be a PI and do all these studies and, mm-hmm. and have his hands in the pot of what's going on yeah. in the pharmaceutical. So world. it's you guys and and him. It's just us, world. but he's, he's just a contracted PI. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think he'll want to be a? I'm well. Hopefully, one day this will be his retirement plan. And that's what happened with RPI, <laughs> the one who hopefully when we go back, I can introduce you to him. He's yeah. busy right now, but he wanted it from the beginning. But he was like, "Let's see." You know, he probably wanted to see if I'm like a con artist mm-hmm. or something. Oh, sure. Yeah. So now he's comfortable. He's like, yeah, let's do the LLC. And yeah. There was like no negotiations. It was already what we talked about. Yeah. So it was, he was, he's down for that. And then our dermatologist, he wanted from the beginning to be 50-50 equity partner. So there's actually two LLCs. There, uh-huh. But Yuma Clinical Trials will own all of them. Okay. And then... With the specialist, we can make our own LLCs mm-hmm. that Yuma Clinical Trial will own half mm-hmm. or more. I give him half because it's I think it's fair, but sometimes it will be fair for us to have more. Mm-hmm. And then so Dr. Smith, actually up to par, they'll get a piece of all of that too, just by being the first one and being the internal medicine right. doctor. So that's that's how I planned it, and it's it'll be interesting to see how you guys grow too. I think we're nervous about full partnering with a doctor just because we don't want want to run into the same problem that we ran into again, where they don't have the same growth direction and we're like, okay, we're ready and they don't want to take that leap. And Mm -hmm. it just makes it more difficult to make decisions sometimes if you have too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. 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 But I am hoping that one day, you know, he'll not want to be seven days a week at his practice and he'll just come and hang out with us and like retire with us. He knows the other dog, like specialist, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he can say, hey, Anna, you know, go talk to this cardiologist. Yeah. He will They're occasionally. Interested. Yeah. Um, he's, he's a very busy man, so. They all were. He, is, all he does not get a lot of free time to text people and find people. He's a call and patients at midnight kind of doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Hey, just want to see how you're doing. And he has all his patients memorized. And <laughs> oh, that is still the creepiest thing. You can yeah. go to him and say so-and-so's name, and they just called about this. He's like, yeah, I know. I talked to him last week, and you know, their, their wow. kid is in uh, this school. And this, like, oh, yeah. his whole patient database, he, he knows everybody. But your, your clinic is, mm-hmm. like, standalone. Mm-hmm. Standalone. But you work with him. 
And he has his own and research under his clinic, too. So can the patients be seen in his office? And then you guys just do paperwork in your office? So depending on the 1572. So there is a study that we can take patients to one of his clinics mm -hmm. uh, for physicals and whatnot. Oh, yeah. We're like 15 minutes this way, oh, okay. this way, that way to, to some part of where he could be. Um, so and we is could. This you guys, or you hired somebody? We did. We hired Michelle, and she. CNA? No. Like this one? No, Disney? she is. Uh, she had goals of becoming a CRA, um, and then life took a different path, and she just wants oh, to get back okay. into research some way. So she works with us part time, and she's learning from the ground up on regulatory. Okay. Yeah, she seems like so that's first her day, passion. First yeah. day at, at the job. Did you like have her file in the investigator site file? That's what Monica does. I don't know if you guys know Monica from the videos. Yeah. Um, she first day like when she hired new staff, mm -hmm. the first thing they do is file things in their regulatory binder. Because yeah. she says that's gonna help them learn like at least where things go. Not first day, but first month, first First, second week, second, second week. week she was. First mm -hmm. week second is a week. lot more. Here's just some yeah. introduction. Make sure you have all your credentials. Mm -hmm. Let's get all these trainings out of the oh, way. Man. Desiree's first day. This, this is your we third week. We didn't want to scare her off. Yeah. <laughs> we wanted her to come back. Desiree had no choice. That's yeah. cool. So, what are your plans like to grow it? Oh, let's see. Uh, right now, I think our focus is just to build the trust that we have with the, the, the PIs and then with the sub-eyes and grow them into PIs. Um, and then we definitely want to look into family medicine practitioners as a full-time PI. Mm -hmm. um, and we want to look into derm mm -hmm. for a PI. Um, right. But, you know, we have to grow them into those fields. We find it difficult to start a doctor who's never really done research and getting them that first study takes such a long time but if we can have them start as a sub-i this year and then next year get them to the pi level it's a lot easier yeah and you don't have to take all those secondhand studies you get a little bit more you can be a little bit more choosy yeah. and it also just helps them understanding what even are they supposed to do because you can throw gcp training at them all you want but if they've never touched research before they're just you're going to be getting all the calls of well i don't understand what this means how does this work how so does and so that called work me. yeah yeah so and so called me who are they again how do they relate so if you can start to get them as sub i so they can see oh that's what the medical monitor does that's what this person does then at least they have a little bit of an understanding of what when you say in gcp these are your roles what that actually means because mm -hmm. so, they can see another pi doing it and Anna, you've uh, you negotiate the budgets. How do you guys get studies? Do you, we can network now that we know yeah, each other. Yeah. But so most of our studies so far have come from our CRA connections. Mm -hmm. uh, that they've recommended us for another protocol that was happening or something happening in the future. So that's been very helpful. And then we. Um, approached some CRO companies and just got into their database. We filled out our but SIP account. How did accounts. you get that first study though? Like, did you have a study oh, already yeah. before you decided like, hey, let's do this? Uh, we yeah. had connections. We had connections and yeah. we just started talking to monitors and saying, hey, we're, we're leaving, you know, you got oh, anything? Oh, like they would come to the site. Yeah, mm -hmm. and we're like, just, you know, we're starting up this other research center. You know, if you have anything, keep us in mind that maybe this site can't do. And then were we had one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So helpful. That's how we've gotten almost all our studies is they were like, oh, well, my buddy over here has this study that mm -hmm. your other doctor can do, but this doctor can't. And uh, and then another part is the, the first PI that we were mentioning that we worked for before, their site would get uh, an opportunity of a study, but their team couldn't handle it. 
whether it was because they didn't have a nurse, they didn't have enough staff, or it was just a lone rolling study. And so instead of denying it, they would offer it to, well, what about the One Oak site? Dr. Manning can still PI there, um, see if they want it. And so we've gotten mm -hmm. one of the studies that way. Yeah. Awesome. So right now you have what, uh, three studies? We have, I got a little handy dandy book. I don't remember. You, are you noticing it's like getting busier right now? Oh yeah. Well yeah. All yeah. those huge research companies are taking on all the COVID and the long COVID studies and whatnot and there's nobody else to do everything, everything else. else. We'll yeah. do everything else. Yeah, yeah Dr. Smith way. told us like no COVID unless it's long COVID he's okay mm -hmm. with it but he doesn't mm -hmm. want to do like anything COVID related. Yeah. We didn't have much interest. There's huge huge companies out there handling all of that and there's all the little studies that well that are, one yeah. site i told you about they actually did like 50 sites for that study that the sponsor never paid oh wow oh my so goodness. they had two protocols and they gave all the sites like both of these protocols and they encouraged the sites to be super high in rollers mm -hmm. and then they just like didn't pay anybody they ran <laughs> they, they ran, ran out, out of money. money and we've heard yeah. from some monitors that the covid studies are just so pushed on there's so much pressure for them so many amendments. on the monitors so many amendments so many changes because everything's constantly changing in covid from what they understand that the protocols are a mess they're running out of labs just because there's so much going on they can't keep up with the demand and they're like if you can maybe stay clear of it till they figure out what's going on mm -hmm. um so we have four actively enrolling three that are in startup we've been site selected we're just working out all the paperwork stuff uh, three that we've been site selected for but haven't started any paperwork and a handful of feasibilities that oh, were sent out. That's cool. Yeah. And who does the biz dev? Is it you, Anna, or are you guys both doing it? We split it. Yeah. Do you just go on your, like, who you know as far as CRAs or do you go on clinicaltrials.gov? Oh, we do clinicaltrials.gov as well. Yeah. Um, like, there's a sponsor out there that we have a connection with mm -hmm. and we just email her every now and then saying, hey, we saw that you're hanging out doing this protocol and it was just on clinical trials. Like, what is the likelihood that you're looking for sites yet? Um, and then she'll just reach back out with a ETA or a plan of, okay, I'm looking to look for sites around this time, da 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 We've done some like LinkedIn reach outs, just, oh, hey, yeah, yeah, just, hey, I see you're the global clinical trial manager for this study. I, I got one for you <laughs> yeah. guys for a study. Yeah. And he's in Phoenix. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's he close. watches too, so here you go. Oh, well, hi. <laughs> we'll see you soon. <laughs> Why should they use you? Um, all right. Any uh, advice for for Desiree, brand new coordinator? Don't give up. Oh, don't, no, she's not going to give yeah, up. Don't give up. Don't let it get too hard and just be like, oh, this is too much. Like, it's not. There's so much to learn. Mine is be honest about how you're feeling. If you're like, I'm feeling overwhelmed, be honest about it because it's so much easier to have your support system of your job help you before it gets too bad than when you're already in the weeds, you don't have way too many patients, you can't handle it, you're over your head, your data is starting to falter, and then you're trying to fix that you're too busy. It's not, yeah, it's not shameful or bad to say, hey, I can't do another study right now. I've gone to Anna before and been like, I need you to not give me any more studies for like three months and then I'll be good again. But I just, I need to get on top of it. And it does suck to tell your boss that, that, hey, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be able to make any more money right now. Anna hates that. <laughs> <laughs> this, was, this was back when I used to work for her. Now it's a well, little different. Then I would have to like take the study over for yeah. a little bit and just wait until yeah. she was better off and be like, thank God. So but I was also running point. seven to nine protocals at a time. Uh -huh. But and you were doing everything, right? Data entry, 
No, not no? at that time. Oh, that was okay. that was when we were at the other place, mm-hmm. and so we had a um, research assistant, we had regulatory, um, but Science some of them were, you know, phase ones yeah. that were just very intense studies that took a lot of time. And if I would have waited until after I got all these patients enrolled and they're like, um, I'm Anna, nothing's mm-hmm. been entered, nothing's been done, I need help, then it would be too late. So, yeah. you know, three plan for things to get busy. So related to that thing, so we were talking about Creo in the office, right? Yeah. It could be any source. Uh, we use Creo. Our first employee was actually not Desiree. It's this lady named Samantha. She did. The, she was one of the best students in the CRC Academy. Yeah. And she's our virtual employee. So she does everything e-reg. All I have to do is get things signed, and she uploads everything. Now Desiree is starting to do some of it. She does all the data entry. She's the one that lived on the conference? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was really cool to hear her backstory. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. awesome. And she does trainings with them on Creo, but she's like our Creo expert. But she also, because it's eSource, uh-huh. she can enter data. She can answer queries. Oh, that's nice. So Desiree's not doing any of that. It's just entering the Creo, like, source. Yeah. And then regulatory, like, if it's something simple, she'll file it. But Samantha will, like, create the new study, create the source. Mm. So it's a little bit streamlined because... We actually started with like electronic first. Yeah. I wanted to do that when we started here because it's easier to do that than to switch later. Well, we have it from both sides. So the original clinic that we were at, we went from all paper everything to e-reg system. And then when we started our site, we went right into the e-reg system. And we use um, Biooptronics from Edvara. Mm. It's fantastic. It's a great system. Uh, They do offer e-source, but I don't know if I'm going to be brave enough to go from paper to e-source but e-reg is i wouldn't change a thing yeah it's such it's so smooth and we save so much space and yeah i know she hates the idea of it so i told her maybe we go e-source when you take a step back from coordinating and when her and i are to the point where we're just oversight type stuff Uh i was afraid too but yeah it's designed at least korea i don't know the others it's designed in a way to where it's very site friendly so yeah yeah like you can choose down to the file level what you want monitors to see and what you don't want them to see how does it feel being in front of a patient though like with a tablet or computer in front of you like some of our patients are very you need to sit there and hold their hand and pat their backs no it hasn't been an issue actually with the patients um yeah they think it's normal because they've never been in like most of them have never been in the study and even now like when they're seeing their clinicians they have their laptops out too i know when i go to my doctor he's got his laptop out so it's no different i feel like there's just something more welcoming and inviting to a patient when it's just like this like face to face without having something in front of you that you're trying to click through and figure out instead i'm just jotting down notes but you can do both so our derm he doesn't want anything to do with korea so his stuff, we print papers for him, uh-huh. but it's not as much as our stuff. And then we upload those to Creo later. Oh. So in the Creo, in the e-source, we just put C paper source attached. Yeah. And then that's how we get over that because he's he doesn't do it that way either. We do have a sub eye that's a little anti-electronic. Yeah. So yeah. that would be interesting. So you yeah. can do that. It's Creo's cool. Um, anybody want to get a hold of you guys? LinkedIn profile underneath the video and in the show notes. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll send you all those links. And then when I come to Paradise Valley, we'll do a uh, another interview there, like mm-hmm. follow up and see what's happening. 
Yeah. We're always good to Phoenix for some reason. Hopefully, yeah. We're happy to have you guys. All right. Cool. We'll share studies, network, and uh, nice to meet you guys. And LinkedIn. So everybody go follow on LinkedIn and uh, connect. This industry is all about connecting. So thank you guys very much. Thank you. Thank you.